listening to Wake Up and Read the Labels, your guide to eating simple and feeling good. If you want to eat clean and feel your best, guess what? You're in the right place. Each week, we talk about ingredients that may be holding you back from feeling your best. We also talk to some brands that are going against the grain and actually using real ingredients we can recognize. Plus, we're sharing stories with people who are just like you, who actually woke up and read the labels. You guys, welcome. Wake up and read the labels podcast. Jen Smiley here. I'm excited because we are going to be talking to a fantastic New Orleanian girl. Her name is Robin Bourne. And Robin started her journey with clean cooking when her son was diagnosed with food allergies at an early age. Now, here's the thing. She joined Wake Up and Read the Labels, our program. I think it was 2020 during the pandemic because she was a client of mine at a local gym. So for those of you that don't know, I used to teach spin classes and Robin was a client. I started, you know, teaching people how to read the labels and she immediately jumped in. And so we're going to talk about what that did for her and also what that has done for her professional life, because she has something amazing that you could grab from her if you listen. And we're going to talk about that. It does have to do with desserts, cookies, all the things. So Robin, how are you? I'm great, Jen. Thanks so much for having me. Of course. So real quick, you guys, spoiler alert, Robin does have a bakery and she really implements the, you know, supporting the anti-inflammatory lifestyle. So we're going to get into that, Robin. But Robin, let's talk about what was your life before you started eating clean? So I guess before 2020, I know you started cooking clean desserts. What was your life like? Do you remember? As it pertains to food, my life has kind of always been about enjoying cooking, enjoying getting people together for a meal. We have a phrase in our family. I'm from Bayou Lafouche. We grew up with not too many available restaurants. And we have a phrase in our family. It's the power of the pot and about how cooking just brings people together. So I've had a background in restaurants, both front and back of the house. And then upon becoming a mom, you know, we, all of us want to try to have healthy options for our kiddos. And when my son, George, turned one and we introduced cow's milk, he had a terrible reaction to it. Not the tummy kind, but just the phlegm and the snot. So when we identified his allergies to both corn and dairy, we had a huge shift in our household. And initially trying to figure out how to navigate food, especially children's snacks, without corn was completely overwhelming. And then the dairy, of course, I mean, my husband and I would drink a gallon of milk. I'm not even going to want to admit to you how often. Oh my gosh. Yeah. (laughs) Definitely have been milk drinkers our whole lives. So um, we had eliminated from our house corn and and dairy. It was challenging to say the least. Um, I think that's one thing I'm sure, Jen, that your prospective clients and clients always are scared of, oh, I can't give up cheese. But um, it's like once you make that change and see the benefits, it's rewarding and you just, you know, feel better. So, so that was the beginning of my journey of clean eating. But Jen, as you said, I was a client of yours in spin class. I mean, I was one of your diehards, right? Like I would jam with you on that bike five days a week if, you know, here, give and take. Gosh, I miss those workouts, by the I way. Know. 
because we literally were drenching in sweat. And I used to, you know, when I was making my playlist, I would playlist practice listening to that stuff for like four hours just to teach a 15 minute class. And you remember from the time that class started to the end, there was no sitting, there was no resting. I mean, intense. And for anybody working out that hard, they should be reaping some benefits. They should be fitting better in their clothes and their skin should be glowing and they should not feel bloated and they shouldn't be reaching for coffee three times a day or getting reflux, right? right? All the things. So tell me about it. You're coming to my class a lot and then what? What's going on with you? Yeah. And I was not seeing those results. I felt fit, like I could do anything, but I didn't see the results in my body. So we hit, um, let's see, it's the beginning of 2020. We have Mardi Gras and my family and some friends, we go on a Disney cruise. And I come back from that and a friend says, you should check out Jen Smiley's new eating program called Wake Up and Read the Labels. And I said, huh, why not? Let's do it. So I signed up for your class. And a week later, the lockdown of the pandemic hit. And it allowed me to deep dive into your program. And it's life changing. And so that was what, two and a half years ago? (laughs) Yeah, so wild. Two and a half years ago. So you're locked down. And I mean, that was everybody's kind of social event wearing a mask clearly, but going to the grocery store. I think everybody started cooking at that point, but it was so important to choose the right brands and the right labels with what you were cooking. So I'm curious, what diets have you tried before? Atkins. When I was finishing up college, Dr. Atkins was the big buzz. And so I was eating all the bacon and eggs and cheese, you can imagine. Mm. And I think that I've I've tried vegetarianism here and there. That just became a carb overload, but that's about it. Yeah, yeah. The vegetarian. I hear you. Okay. (laughs) So you've tried these diets and were you noticing a shift in anything? Like, why were you trying these diets? Was it for weight loss? Was it for health? What was it? Back in college, the Atkins approach was definitely for weight loss. I had put on freshman 40 and I did shed the weight, but it was not sustainable. Um, and it all came back on. So I was a victim of the yo-yo and I just didn't enjoy eating that much meat. Right. So you're yo-yo dieting, trying to get the results you want. Nothing's really working. Okay. So when you started our program in 2020, I know you were eating clean desserts because we got to talking and you're like, oh my gosh, well, I cook with coconut sugar and I use almond flour and all the things. And I'm going, oh my gosh, you're aware of these ingredients, but you weren't necessarily aware of them in foods. So would you say once you discovered the food labels and how to eat clean, is that when the real shift came with your results? Oh, night and day. Not only did I see it in my overall appearance, um, clothes became very baggy, my skin started glowing, but the most rewarding part, and I remember that so much, Jen, being a part of our dialogues with the program, I just felt better. How many times, Jen, would you ask, and how does that make you feel? Uh And how do you feel? And that was the most rewarding part is just, I just felt better. We all felt better. Even keel for energy levels, no afternoon crashes, and it's still working two and a half years later. 
Yeah. And I mean, how much do you, for everybody listening out there, when you feel good, you can show up so much better as a wife, as a mother, as a friend, as everything, right? I think so. And so what were your meals? What were your meals like then when you started discovering the labels? You were in lockdown, you were cooking. Were you eating grilled chicken and broccoli? Like what, what were you doing? Yeah, I never felt deprived. I mean, as I said, I'm a Cajun girl who's always cooked and I felt like I could still cook the way I always cooked, just making these slight adjustments in my ingredient list. So a roux is now made with a cassava flour instead of the regular flour. And we can still grill out. One of our most favorite dishes is to like, in the past, we would marinate it in soy and now we're marinating in the coconut aminos. And I never felt we were depriving, well, I was not depriving myself or my family the dishes that we all love to eat. Mm-hmm. So I, it wasn't like we're now eating like a protein and a veggie. No, I mean, we were still having dessert. We were still having all the uh, pancakes that we love, you know, uh, switching for, to real maple syrup and all these little adjustments really paid off. Love it. And so you do have two kids. So how is it being a busy mom? You're working. How do, do your kids eat clean? How's that go down? For the most part at home, we, yes, we still eat clean. I'm not going to lie. It's summertime. There's a lot of uh, grab and go popsicle situations happening, (laughs) but we also make homemade popsicles a lot. My kids love it. They help us in the kitchen. They help with the chopping and the cooking. I love how my daughter will make scrambled eggs using coconut oil and all the things. Yeah. They participate and, and they reap the benefits And of course, the best part is just seeing how great my son feels from those adjustments. Yeah. All of us, all of us feel good. So what do you mean your son feels just because he was suffering from allergies? Correct. And he's six years old now. He is now an advocate for himself. And I love that. So even when he goes to grandma's house, he knows when, of course, the grandmothers are going to offer a glass of milk. That's fine. But he knows that that does not make him feel his best. Yeah. And so at age six, he can advocate for himself. I love that. That is awesome. So I'm curious, what do your kids think when they, you know, go to birthday parties or they go to a football game or some event and, you know, the only choice is there. And I'm, I'm just thinking of what my kids are currently eating in summer camp, which is, you know, <laughs> Cheez-Its. They're eating goldfish. They're eating Powerades. They're eating sour punch patch or whatever that is. What are those things with the straws you get? Yep. I know exactly what you're talking about. You peel them. <laughs> yes. And so it's really funny. I brought my kids to summer camp and they tell, you know, oh, snacks at the concession stand are a dollar or $2. So I give them, you know, $2 a day and I say, okay, well, what would you have for snack? And they're like, we got it all. We got the goldfish. We got the Doritos. We got Sour Patch Kids. And I'm like, you're going to have a stomach ache. Why are you doing that? Although I'm an advocate of don't restrict your kids so much, like let them live, let them be kids. And if you can get, you know, 10, 20, 30, 40, 50% clean in their life, that's 10, 20, 50% better. But I mean, for your kids, Robin, how, how do you, is it hard to have them on board? Oh, no, because they don't know the difference. And it's just what we do at home. And I agree with you wholeheartedly about that approach with the kids, uh, Jen. So, for example, on Monday, we knew we had a birthday party that evening. It was a pizza party. 
So we all were, okay, that's going to be your sugar and glutinous pizza crust at that Monday night dinner. Yeah. So let's make sure we make some great choices throughout the day leading up to that. And I mean, I agree with you. It's, we live in the world we live in and that's offered to our children at camp. We're about to be in that same boat next week. And so if I can help make those great choices at home that keep them feeling their best, then they can partake and enjoy all that fun stuff then. And that's okay with me. Yeah, I love it. I love it. You're a real mom, Robin. Okay, so (laughs) that brings me to here you are eating clean. You discover all the labels. It dramatically transformed your life, your personal life, how you feel, how you look, all the things. How did starting a bakery sprout up? So do you remember during the lockdown of the pandemic when there was like that New York Times article that talked about how everyone was making banana bread at home? <laughs> I don't, but but interesting. It was a thing. People would go and buy like bananas, they would rot, so then they would make banana bread, you know, that kind of thing. I was that person. I literally made a banana bread every day and we would eat it every day. And it was made with almond flour and eggs and maple syrup and clean chocolate chips And we would eat the entire thing that day. Sometimes we would make two. So the baking kind of got out of hand during lockdown. And then I got, I don't want to say bored with eating it, but then I would just share it with my neighbors and go leave a little happy on their porch when people weren't getting out and about. And so I was getting a lot of feedback from those neighbors and friends that I was just like, hey, I left you a treat on your porch. I hope you like it. And then people would be like, hey, like, will you make this for me? And I'm like, okay. And then somebody offered to buy it. (laughs) It really just evolved that simply. So I started selling it out of my house. And then I launched, I think, officially with an Instagram page in October of 2020. And then people were just coming to my house to pick it up. And then I quickly, within weeks, outgrew the operation being out of my house. I mean, very quickly. And then moved it to a, um, a commercial commissary kitchen in New Orleans. And uh, yeah, I guess the rest is history, so to speak. (laughs) Wow. You listened to the land. Same exact thing for me. It was people coming to my workout class saying, hey, please take me to the grocery store. So tell me this. What do do people say about your bakery that have no idea what clean eating is? Because I'm sure that you have a ton of clients who are like, oh, yeah, I'm eating clean dessert. What do they have to say about that? I think some people discover Reborn Bakery because it offers this gluten-free or anti-inflammatory or no dairy approach. But when they discover that, I take it a whole step further and it's all wake up and read the labels approved, if you will. Approved. Right. So we use your methods, Jen, of there's no chemicals, there's no preservatives, there's no weird words you can't pronounce. And, you know, we use a lot of the brands that you have taught me to use. So... When we tell them that, that it's a whole step further, they love it even more. And they fall in love with that approach even more so. Love that. So what are some staples at your bakery that you're offering? Some of our best sellers are the brownies. And strangely enough, the brownies are not made with almond flour as most of our things are. It's made with almond butter. So they're extra fudgy and gooey. Mm. The chocolate chip banana bread continues to be a, a, a bestseller. I love when I can do cupcakes or birthday cakes for kiddos or grownups. And then recently we started introducing more savory items and that's been a hot potato. (laughs) 
although I don't use a lot of potatoes in my cooking. Introducing the savory has been very rewarding because believe it or not, I was not a baker until 2020. I'm definitely more of a Cajun cook where it's a little bit of this, a little bit of that. And so the savory, again, still using all what we learned from Wake Up and Read the Labels. It's just, uh, I think it allows me to feed the whole family, not just the dessert part of a family, you know? Yeah. Do you have any funny stories about people reacting to some of your clean foods? Uh, I don't know. I'll think about that. <laughs> no, you never had like a super Cajun down in the bayou. I don't know. Take a bite of bread or something and be like, whoa, <laughs> what? Wait, you're telling me there's no Tony Sacheries in here or <laughs> there's no Anchamamas or something like that? No. I might have caught you off guard. No, but that's it's funny you bring that up. My family, who still lives on the bayou, had me come and do a pop-up shop in Thibodeau, and I sold out of everything. Oh, wow. That was very rewarding because I know it was a lot of women that a lot of women were customers, and I know those women can cook, and the fact that I can sell out and they can... They loved it. Yeah, I love that. Okay. So for everybody listening, Robin has... Well, I do have another question. Are there any crazy recipes, any crazy Cajun recipes you've tried that you could potentially try to make clean? Well, the most rewarding was the gumbo. I cannot believe I was able to pull off a clean gumbo. That was insane. Oh, and... Oh, gosh, my cousin brought me all this redfish he caught in Grand Isle, and I made a uh, cubion. <laughs> Holy oh, cow. Mm. What is a kubion? It starts like any um, Cajun dish does with your holy trinity and you cook it down. But I did it with a combination of arrowroot, cassava. I think it was just those two, arrowroot and the cassava flour. And then I used a, a shrimp stock I had made by boiling the shrimp heads. And then you float the redfish fillets in there. And then you, you it was tomato season, so it was all fresh tomatoes. And, you know, you just... It's all cooked down and then you float the fish, tons of herbs, and you serve it. Traditionally, you would serve it over rice, but we served it over cauliflower rice. Wow. And it was, you could not tell. I mean, it was so good. So good. For anybody listening outside of Louisiana, you're probably thinking, what? But that's why I go down. That's why I go down to the Bayou of New Orleans, right? You said your gumbo. We should totally have a gumbo cook-off or get some other people to join because I entered into a seafood gumbo contest. It was right around Mardi Gras. Yes. And I got first place. I went on stage. It's all you get is a wooden spoon that says gumbo cook-off winner 2022. But I was like, you know what? That's great. I'm putting this on the wall. I know. And then everybody got to name their gumbo. So they would say, you know, undewy gumbo or shrimp and crab gumbo, whatever. Mine said clean gumbo. And everybody at the party was probably like 200, 300 people there. They're going, why is her gumbo clean? Like it's ours dirty. That's what a lot of people think. So I, I often like not to identify my food as clean because I don't want to insult anyone. However, my neighbor, she called me on stage and it was, you know, after three hours, everybody had been drinking, having a great time. And she's like, come on, Jen, tell everybody why your gumbo's clean. So I got on stage and I was just like kind of frightened because there was so many people staring at me going, why is this girl's gumbo clean and why did it win? And so for everybody listening, what makes your gumbo clean? It would be your stock. You don't want 
cane sugar or preservatives, gums, or fillers in your stock. You also want to be using grass-fed butter or a clean oil. And then what are you using as your roux? So down in the bayou here in Louisiana, we make roux and it's generally in most restaurants made with vegetable oil and all-purpose flour, which if you don't know by now, huge gut disruptors. I mean, the worst of the worst, the worst. So you would use a clean oil or a clean butter with a clean flour, such as you mentioned cassava. I like to use arrowroot or tapioca. Um, Gives you that same flavor profile, same color, all the things. So for everybody listening, we're going to change subjects from amazing gumbos to Robin's Bakery, which she also says you can get savory and sweet. Robin, tell everybody how they can grab a bite of that banana bread. Well, first, you can follow us on Instagram, which is Reborn Bakery, or check out our website, RebornBakery.com. If you see something that says it's not available, you can email me, and, and that's all on the website, and make a special request for it. I kind of feature like what we're working on that week based on seasonality. Like For example, here in South Louisiana right now, we're loving our Creole tomatoes, It's blueberry season, it's peach season, it's sweet potato season. So you're going to see right now in the summer, sweet potato pies, peach pie, blueberry muffins and pies, and then these tomato tarts, which are five for. Awesome. Okay. And we're going to link all that beneath the podcast. And Robin, I appreciate you so much. You were so much fun to talk to and I wish you continued success. Thanks for listening to this episode of Wake Up and Read the Labels. If you like this episode, guess what? We want you to share it. We'd love that. Share it with a friend and leave us a review. You can subscribe in Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or really wherever you're listening to your podcast. For more information, visit us at wakeupandreadthelabels.com. Listener.